0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.
1: Selling a little? Or a lot? (laughs) Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. shopify.com slash work.
0: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: Hi, this is Lou Roberts. This is Tyrese Campbell. And you're listening to the Every Step Along The Way podcast.
3: Hello and welcome to your latest episode of Every Step Along the Way. Uh, The summer, the players are back after their summer break, should I say? And uh, Michael, we haven't had a summer break, have we? Really? We've we've carried on producing podcasts. Are you ready for this latest
2: one? I am. I do wish I was talking about uh, Rooker signings, Dan. To be honest, but um, yeah, there's still absolutely tons to 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 actually discuss. I know we've got like a list of about 20 different things that have still happened around the (laughs) club, so it's still plenty to get through.
3: Course. Yeah, I think just just like people know obviously we like so there are no signings to talk of, Although there may well be by the time this podcast uh, hits the airwaves. Uh, but yeah, what we're going to do is just going to run through all the news, aren't we? Update you on anything you may have um, touched on last week or in previous podcasts. You know, players we've been linked with, any situations changed, that kind of stuff. So yeah, so it's it's more of a sort of a bullet point podcast this week, isn't it, Mike?
2: It is, but don't worry, the uh, the regular pods will be back, obviously, because well. <laughs> but- Football's coming closer and closer all the time, mate. So the sooner that these, you know, friendlies kick in, I think people will start to feel... I don't know, what's the football version of festive? Um... Is there a term for it? I'm not sure. Let's just say people will get in the mood for football again. Let's put it yeah, that way, because yeah. all it is at the minute. If Stoke, it's quite amusing. If Stoke tweet anything, it's that's great. But where are the signings? It's like it doesn't make a difference what they what they tweet out right now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, the sooner the football is is more of a talking point, the better, I think.
3: Football media team. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, two people actually have joined the football club this week, so we'll start with them. So Ryan Shawcross, and he's back at the football club. mate So he's the under 18s sort of assistant coach in this area. He's moved into a new role there. Um, yeah, start starting his climb to uh, eventually be the next state manager. I reckon in a few years' time, after Alex Neal leads us, you know, up the Premier, up the, into the Premier League and up that's get up the table there, he'll leave for Pastures New, and uh, Ryan will take over. Yeah, that's. Plan,
2: yeah. Um, ideally, because I mean, again, <laughs> I, th- I think the one thing you can say with Ryan Dan, to be honest, and and that goes for what hopefully he's going to bring to the kind of youth. I think he epitomised what Stoke City was all about. He had chances to go to Chelsea and other clubs when he was at the peak of his, you know, his, his career in the Premier League with us, and you know he didn't move. You know, he, he stayed with the club he chose to stay, um, and you know he he was always a player that would. He would he would just do a good job. He would do his work. If he got, you know, slated or whatever, you know, he wouldn't come out and start slagging fans off. He would just get his head down and do his job. So if you think about, you know, younger players who are obviously very influenced by the people around them. You know, can you really argue with someone like Ryan, who's going to bring a lot of, you know, t- hopefully stability? Because we've had too many, you know, coaches leaving this summer. But you know, bringing some stability, bringing in a work ethic that they're going to absolutely have to go by. And you know, he's going to be saying to them, "You will play for the shirt. You will be giving a hundred and ten percent. And if you're not willing to do that, then you will not make it in the game." I think he is really going to be. A role model, if you like, for all these young players coming through. So, if we're talking about anyone who wants to be an influence to, you know, to people of this age, I think we'd struggle to do too much better. If I'm honest, at the minute,
3: we obviously we've sort of been clamouring for him to come in. On as, as a supporter base, people have been wondering, you know, why hasn't he come into the club before on a coaching basis after he retired? And to be honest, after all the other coaches uh, have sort of left over the summer, and there's been a massive clear out so many ex-Stoke players who were in the coaching setup have left, it's sort of been a blessing in disguise that he didn't come in any earlier. If he'd have come in 12 months ago, he may well have been leaving this summer with all the other ones. So, you know, it's it's probably, like I say, it's worked out well for us now. And it's testament to him and his professionalism, like you said, that Alex Neal, you know, has wanted to bring him in and get him in in the club.
2: Yeah, and I think you never know with these when we bring in ex-players, obviously we've had a few of them, you know, obviously Liam Lawrence, and uh, you know, I think obviously Lewis Neal, and, and various different people have joined us from, you know, the, the good old times, if you like. Um, well, I've always very cautious about that. I know it's it's a nice little feel-good story. But at the same time, just because they've played for us doesn't mean they're any good as a coach, and that's again time will tell with Ryan. I think you know he's got, as I said, he's got all the background that you could possibly want. You know, he's doing his coaching badges, and he's he's obviously got you know bigger plans than Stoke City in the future, which is which is fine for me. I, I, I don't I really don't care. The main thing is that he does a good job here. But um, i I'm always, as I said, I'm always very cautious when we get ex players. Um, It does not mean they're going to be a great decision by the club. I don't think it's one of them that necessarily that they're doing to get a bit of good PR I do think some of the coaches we've had and I'm not going to bring up names because it's not fair in them but I think some of the coaches and the people we've had around the club have been there because of their name rather than actually what they've achieved um and I think some of them are no longer here so maybe that says everything about the last five years and an hour way forward but um yeah really happy to see Ryan here uh he's is a stoke legend if you like and uh, as close as you get to the word legend these days you know he's very much there Uh, and I don't think anyone really is going to complain about that which is unusual for Stoke fans mate
3: well one of his first jobs that he had to do in his new role alongside Dave Hibbert the under 18s coaching staff was greet the new intake of scholars um, so obviously we 13 uh, youngsters come from possibly like the under 16 group up into the under 18s and they all signed on for their uh, first full time contracts with the club so we're going to reel some names off for you mate so we remember these in the future so we've got Gabriel Kelly centre midfielder Ian Togo he's a uh, centre half jackson kelly uh, he's a forward Jaden dixon right side of defender josh maskell he's a winger kobe Hines leacock a uh, winger uh, lewis walker he's central midfielder luke enrights as a striker michael zitson uh, he's a goalkeeper ruben brammer uh another goalkeeper sydney agina uh, who is a defender, and then the last two, we've got so- Sol Sol joined us as an under 19s. He's gone right the way through now under 18s. Obviously, is the son of former Stoke striker Mamadi Sadiki, uh, so he's a midfielder and very very high hopes, I believe, for this one. Uh, he's in the England setup as well, so yeah, we've got massive hopes. on we for Sol, we've known, known for a few years that he's coming through and he's been sort of, you know, impressing people through the uh, the age groups and that so hopefully he can keep that going and get himself into the first team in years to come and the other one is a signing we've made from Manchester City so Freddie Anderson is actually the son of uh, former England international Viv Anderson and there's been quite a few clubs clambering for him this summer and you know offering him deals and stuff and uh, Stoke have won the race so you know a few Premier League clubs I think Celtic were interested as well and uh, yeah Stoke have won the race too. so he's described as tall, aggressive and excellent in possession Centre off.
2: What do you think makes us an attractive proposition, Dan, out of interest? Because, don't wrong, I'm very happy about that, and I think our facilities are are exceptional. Um, do you think it's the Cat 1 status that, that that we've got as a club that probably gives us an, an advantage? I mean, I'll I'm, I'm be honest with you, I'm not even going to claim to know what Celtics. Training and youth setup is, to be honest, but I I don't know. Have they got a cat one status as well? Or I think
3: I I think being in sort of like Champions League and stuff that you probably have to. There's probably that's or something to that level. I didn't know the European
2: style of you know to the same standard. I would imagine. So I wonder. Why are why are
3: we so attractive then? Uh, I think we've got a, quite a good re- recent record of, of bringing youngsters through and uh, developing youngsters into getting into league football. Even if they don't make it at Stoke, um, you know, you, you you think of you know people who've gone on and played sort of, league one, league two, when they've left Stoke, <laughs> and that ends. It's probably You're probably looking at a club thinking the investment in the structure here is massive compared to a lot of championship um, clubs because the owners want to invest in they'll, they'll keep the highest standards that they can. And obviously anything academy-based doesn't fall under financial fair play, so they're okay to, to make sure we've got top-class facilities for them and invest you know, as, as much as we can. And also, because... The club is, you know, you're looking, like I say, you've got Salcedini there, who's mentioned in the England setup. You know, you think of how many players we've come through, we have got international recognition, we have gone on to uh, play for the first team. You know, you think Nathan Collins has come, joined Stoke, he's ended up, you know, in Burnley Wolves, and then we'll touch on him later on and his possible next move. You've got Harry Suter just joined a Premier League club. Um, you know, Joe Bursit was a regular for England under 21s, he's now playing for Club Bruges in Belgium, playing. Playing, you know, in the sort of lightest terms, because he's not actually playing. But there you go. Um, but there's, you know, there's a lot of potential there for a player to come in. Stoke, you know, he goes to he goes to a Premier League team. He's probably the at kind of thinking, you know, am I, ju- am I going to get into the first team? Where do you know what are the chances going to happen If going to a Championship side with top class facilities, I'm still going to be developing. Still, the things are all there for me. You know, I've got no excuses. Everything's there. But I've got a lot bigger chance of getting in the first team and getting some, you know, nailing down a place and from there your career's started then, hasn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah, no, no fair enough. And and like I say, I wasn't trying to to do us down by any stretch or, or anything along those lines. Um, I was just I was just curious as to what your perception was as as to why it would be a priority. But naturally, no, the more you kind of run through those names uh, i'm like oh okay maybe i don't quite appreciate you know what what we've done again other than the obvious big names um but yeah, generally again, really happy to get those people in. We mentioned, uh, Mama's son. Uh, hopefully, he scores more goals than his dad did. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mama was great. One, he, you know, he what was it? What was it on the promotion season? He scored two all season and then doubled his entire you know season's tally in the last game against Bristol. I
3: mean, yeah, towards the end, he uh, saved With great him. goals as well. Yeah, well, I remember the whole stadium falling silent as he run from the halfway line one on one. So like, I think if it had been Rick, everyone had been up and down, would not they celebrating already? But it was like, you know, we was waiting for him, to sort of, you know, step over, step over, around the keeper and roll it in. With Mammer, everyone was like holding on to the person next to him, like, wait
2: wait <laughs> not him not him not him <laughs> square it to somebody
3: yeah, yeah fantastic. two fantastic finishes I remember mm-hmm. he seems to score the iconic goals isn't he? Really, when we needed a really important goal Mama was there he didn't score often but when he did you knew he meant something
2: it, it was that it was that back header I think that was just a brilliant header and um, um, Mama really should have scored more goals to be honest I know he probably wasn't helped by the fact that you know obviously Rick was Thank you. The star man and Mama was really there to make Rick look good I think half the time but uh, so yes. yeah, be good Rick's running for him did not he yeah exactly that and you know it'd be interesting to see how he does uh, I think I've seen you know, the other chat from Man City again you know you're not in Man City's youth ranks because you're crap so you know again let's see what happens with time there's a long long way to go Um what did they say about I think like 1% of, of kids make it uh, to, to the top levels so it's it's tricky but um look you can only go off caliber at this age and, and hope that you know, we've, we've got the right coaches in uh, to, to make a difference so uh, good luck to Ryan. Yeah.
3: I'm sure Alex Neil will, you know, be quite happy to see two, three, possibly even more, of you know, these youngsters in this under eighteen squad breaking through and you know becoming part of his of his first team squad in the next two or three years, because it makes his life a lot easier. Well, on that note, we have now confirmed Jared Dublin is our new head of recruitment. I know we touched on it last week, we said he was waiting for a work permit. He's obviously an American, he's come through now, he's been Sheffield United, left there and joined Reading at of the year he's left Reading now and he's now Stokes head of recruitment I'll be honest with you mate I can name you goalkeepers who improvers, uh left back strikers head of recruitment I'll just have to wait and see I'll be honest I don't know nothing about I don't know if he's a good appointment or not
2: <laughs> yeah well isn't he, isn't he one of the guys that we mentioned that we, we'd employed an agency to go and find us um ahead of recruitments yes i I imagine that yeah Yeah. so so i mean again you know you trust in the ability of an agency also which doesn't it's not a bad thing i'm just saying that like you i don't know very much and i just hope that the actual signing of him doesn't again i've said it a few times now i hope it doesn't have too much of a connection to alex neal because we need a, a structure that if he gets sacked in four months' time, that it doesn't rip up our entire structure again and we have to start from scratch. We've had enough of that. If the club, you ha- know, the whole, all we've learned our lessons. If they haven't learned the lessons on the management and the coaching structure by now, having to keep ripping this thing up again, then they need the heads looking at because that's learning nothing. So yeah, look I, again. Reserve judgment. Um, I suppose at least we've got someone, which I know we could make signings without a head of recruitment, but um, I'm sure it just takes the weight off a little bit. Uh, you know, the, the the amount that maybe Ricky Martin has to do, and also you know, of course, um, Alex Neal, of course, mate. So um, yeah, I'm with you. Reserve judgment. Let's see what happens. We might not see the fruits of this for a couple of a couple of windows at least, to be honest.
3: Yeah, he'll see, he's certainly going to be a busy boy over the next uh, what eight weeks or so, I think, and probably the next four, even more so. <laughs> um, right, let's move in then to players who have actually signed contracts in recent days. So, Frankie Fielding, your mate. You, you want to know what he does. He's obviously a very good third choice goalkeeper. Been there for a bit of experience for sort of Bonham and what used to be basic, Obviously, Blondie there now. He's been there, done it in the Championship, a few hundred games at this level. He signed a 12 month extension to, uh, yeah, to probably do more coaching than actually playing, if we're honest, at this time. So yeah, are you uh, are you happy to have Frank Field in there as a as a number three keeper?
2: Honestly, I'm not asked. If I'm honest
3: with you, uh, yeah, it's, i not going to be on uh, an he? And like I said, uh, to me, you either go one or two ways. If you've got a couple of experienced goalkeepers, you have a youngster as your third choice. If you've got a couple who maybe are still learning the trade at, at that level or young, then you get an experienced head in to sort of guide them along. He's obviously the latter, and to you know to help sort of yeah. bond Blondie and you know whoever this whoever this goalkeeper is, who we're going to end up as number one.
2: And, and again, though, like again, Blondie's not good enough either. So uh, I, I do think we have got the weakest goalkeeping unit that I can remember for some time. When we think about, we, we were, it was always a bit of a running joke, actually. It was, you know, no matter what happened in defence or midfield or strikers, we always knew that we had solid goalkeepers, no matter what. And now we've ended up with well, a goalkeeping unit that wouldn't make it into most mid-table championship clubs. Which, funny enough, that's exactly what we are. But yeah, um, you know, it wouldn't have Fielding if you could choose. I wouldn't have Bonham if I could choose. Um, again, I, we talk about Sarkic. I mean, hopefully, you know, he could be a good signing for us. But I wouldn't have hardly any of these goalkeepers, to be honest with you. I mean, Bonham wasn't wanted by Gillingham, for Christ's sake. So why Stokes thought he was going to be good enough to be our number one, I'll never know. I don't
3: think either I think he was brought in as a three and I think he just never yeah. it never materialized that he got that we ended up with other all injuries galore and issues and financial issues and he yeah possibly too much trust placed in him shall we say maybe whether that was whether that could have been avoided who knows um but yeah fielding I'm actually number three Bonham if he has to be number two he has to be number two I I really think we need a number one and on that note there has been rumours that obviously we have been at £600,000 for for Matej Sarkic obviously we know we saw him in the second half of last season Uh, Wolves want £2 million though so nearly four times what we've offered can you see this one being resolved? Can you see any any reason why we are so far apart in valuation?
2: I just think it's two clubs trying to be clever in the opposite way. So Stoke want to paint hardly anything. You know, obviously, the starting club want as much money as they can. We start low, they start high, we meet in the middle. I, I I think it will be a bit of both. I mean, the one guy I know you haven't mentioned yet, but I think it ties in, is obviously Iverson. Um, that was now, next. <laughs> yeah, is that, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I know you were going to bring him up, but the reason I'm bringing it up is because that could change things. If Iverson's available, he was Alex Neal's number one target before Sarkic ever came onto the... Uh, uh, and to kind of remit really so don't be surprised if stoke also now use that as ammunition um they could play the clubs off against each other and go look we're willing to give you a million you either accept it or we're going to go with iverson i i, I wouldn't you know how go and get both of them i don't i don't know how much iverson would cost I, what was his contra- contract situation dan I, i've kind of put that to the back of my mind they remember,
3: uh, I can't remember exactly, but what I do know is that um, Zach Steffen, so the Ooh. Manchester City goalkeeper, is signing for Leicester. <laughs> he's expected yeah. to complete a deal to Leicester. So, if he's going there, he is only going to go there as the undisputed number one. Let's be honest, isn't he? He's not leaving Manchester City to go to the championship to be a reserve keeper there. No. And then no, you've got exactly. so you've got you've got Danny Ward. He's not going to be what he's not going to be one number three in the championship. They've got Alex Smith. you know he's going to, want to be competing with Ward into for number two. So that leaves that uh, Daniel Everson. To me, is probably surplus to requirements. Um,
2: so less... his deal ends at the end. Sorry, Dan, on uh, June thirtieth, twenty twenty-five. So we're going to have to pay a fee for him.
3: Yeah, so he's got two years left on his deal, but the thing with that is Leicester now are going to have to get rid of him aren't they they're going to get, they're gonna have to sell him or they're going to have to sell a goalkeeper and out of the three there that, are, that that we just mentioned he's probably the one who they can get a bit of money for you know Alex Smith is getting a bit older um, I don't think Danny Ward is as highly rated as Everson. so for me Everson's the one that's, that they can probably get you know if it is a million quid a million and a half it's, it's a bit towards the you know the the, the spending spree. I mean, they're spending seven and a half million quid on Connor Cody apparently, so they're probably going to need every penny they can get if that's what they're spending.
2: Uh, yeah, I, see, I, <clears throat> I don't, you can't. There's certain positions we talk about strikers a lot in, in football. There are certain positions that you can't really afford to get wrong, and one's a striker and one of them's a goalkeeper. And I genuinely think that if Wolves hold firm and they want close to two million, if we can get Iverson for less than that, we will pit for Iverson. I am sure of it. He, you know, he's he knows Alex Neal very well. Alex Neil, as I said, he wanted him before he had to was forced to go for Sarkic because he, Leicester ended up playing uh, Iverson a lot, so he he, was, he had his hand forced. Um, from what I understand, it was pretty pretty close. So if that's the case, then why wouldn't he go and revisit that? So yeah. don't be surprised if that's what's holding up a bit of the Sarkic deal as well, because he we have now got options, whereas before, Wolves probably saw us as almost being forced down a certain route. So that could change very quickly.
3: Yeah, I wonder if the we I wonder if we sort of lowballed Wolves to delay it as far to see if this kind of deal came through, if they maybe had in the pipeline that they were after Stefan. Yeah. The hear that Leicester were interested, and thought oh just don't you know don't rush into anything here, but make sure that we know that we're interested, and then we've always like I say got the Everson deal ticking over, the, you know as, as a possibility. But like you say, if the, if the fees are, are similar, I I'd pick for Everson all day. So I'll keep, yeah. A decent keeper when he came last season didn't particularly do anything badly but he's he's already got sort of an injury prone tag to him and the last thing we need at this point is, is more injuries and keep a goalkeeper coming and miss half the season with two or three you know five six week injuries
2: yeah I think I think I think the main thing is we, we, we need to get this position right Dan this is a non-negotiable position like, I, like I've already said so yeah. let's make If we have to spend a couple of million quid, what a great place to spend it! And you know, it's got to be done. So for me, as I said, this is important as a striker now. So let's focus on getting the one that we want. Um, Iverson obviously has got you know he's got years left in him yet. Just like obviously Salkic is. Um, I aren't really too fussed uh, on either one, either of them. If I had to choose, yeah, Iverson probably is the one that I would. Punt for just because I watched a bit of him last season, um, but again, like let's get this right because we've we've already shown it's it's not only the fact that a poor goalkeeper costs you goals. You know, i.e. stupid decisions that Bonham and Co made and and whatnot. It's the impact that that has on the defence. It's 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 more than just the direct laying in goals. We've seen when we were switching and changing managers under Michael O'Neill uh, that. We looked dodgy in defence. We looked nervous. Um, it's it's a ripple effect. So, get it right, and we're setting ourselves up well. Get it wrong, and well, we're back to square one. We're might as well stuck, you know, stuck up on them. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm sure we'll make the right decision, but it has to be done. And it has to spend some money on that position. We can't go and get a free signing, I don't think.
3: A couple of the players who are going to be in the first team squad then. So, uh, well, I say ones in the under twenty ones. I imagine ones in the first team squads. So, Lewis Macari is uh, signed a short term deal. It says. So I imagine is that one just to see through pre season and see where he is in relation to to the, uh, the first team and whether he wants to sort of committee a long term or if he can maybe find himself a permanent term that could be where he's looking uh, it doesn't sound too committal does it a short term deal
2: no um, I'm not quite sure about that one
3: yeah, and then the other player who signed deals, Tom Curl, 18-year-old right back. He signed his first professional contract with Stoke, so uh, congratulations to him, no doubt we'll see him either in under, more under 21 action and probably heading out on loan at some point in the near future Also, those are the ones that have signed Now, one that we are expecting to imminently sign is Daniel Johnson, he's he's confirmed, or to have confirmed that he is leaving the Lilywhites and his contract expires at the of June. Surely it's just a matter of time, this one, mate, isn't it? till we get a a, a you new know, Johnson-as-a-Potter tweet.
2: Yeah, surely. I, I I expected this the other day, because it's quite clearly, as we all know, he's not staying at Preston and, and Stoke were the, the main home for him. So unless anyone's come in and gazumped us at the 11th hour, uh, and you know now demanding changing of terms or something, but um, it's not like Stoke to be slow, is it, with, with media <laughs> announcements, you know, and strip... Uh, uh, announcements and I, i'm sure if it was a, a, a hawaiian a hawaiian shirt then you know it be, it'd be all over the news
3: but
2: Told May, you that's before, the new it's, <laughs> Probably, yeah, that will be funny, once wouldn't new. Uh, mind you, the uh, teaser that Stoke did put out had lots of different calls all over it, so maybe that, that is the way forward, Dan. <laughs>
3: yeah, so if anyone hasn't seen that, uh, check back in, is it this weekend?
2: Uh, yeah, they've said this weekend, so it'll, it'll be on Saturday, won't, won't it really? Um, it'd be nice if the reveal, you know, be a bit clever and reveal the waste strip with a couple of new signings wearing it what a nice little bit of uh, media attention that would get
3: yeah, just a bit and then uh, yeah like I say that shit gets out there then doesn't it <laughs> uh, one player who wouldn't be modelling it is Lyndon Darksmith. so we talked about him last week didn't we pros and cons where does he fit in the in the plethora of strikers that we've been linked with well uh, he won't be coming to Stoke because he signed a new contract at QPR you were happy upset non-fussed
2: um, not overly fussed I mean don't get me wrong I wouldn't have said necessarily no to him straight off the bat because I think most players do need a bit of a chance but um, no I, I'm not going to start crying about it I mean you, you mentioned a player last week and I, I must admit when we were talking about it I completely bypassed what you had said so I apologise but you, know, you mentioned like Kiefer Moore that's the probably not a bad player to have, that kind of mold. Um I think when I was reflecting on it and listening back to the previous podcast, I thought, yeah, you know what, Keeper More probably isn't a bad shout. Now whether he starts every single week is is another thing. But in terms of a player that, you know, can can grab you a goal, bit of an impact player if needs be, can again you know, still be a bit of a role model to maybe some of the younger strikers and bits like that. I don't think that would be much of a gamble for that type of a player. But um, Lyndon Dykes, it's again for me, it's a shrugging the shoulders. Eh, okay, um, not overly fussed.
3: Okay. Segue. So, uh, Kiefer Moore, obviously Bournemouth bound. Another Bournemouth player, like <laughs> have been linked with Ben Pearson. He's been linked with Luton. Can you see that happening? I personally can't. I, I you know, knowing what we know, you know, he, he prefers a move back north. I mean, Luton's not exactly the north, is it? It's um, but the law of the Premier League. <laughs> you know, it could go either yes. way.
2: And uh, I don't know if you've g- given a, a little bit of a game away by saying that, by the way. Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, we, uh, yeah. Uh, as far as I'm aware, I, I think he does want a move up north. So may are Luton really that far ahead? I know they've got promoted, um, and you know their fans will be very happy to tell you that. Uh, you know, oh, we're, we're a Premier League club. We could probably stay up. You know, anything's possible. I mean, I'm sorry, but you're probably going to come back down. Uh, I mean, unless I mean, Luton's hardly, you know, going to be a massive draw, is it? It's a crap stadium. Hardly any fans. I mean, they'll fill their you know tiny stadium anyway. Um, it's not an attractive club to go and join. So they ain't going to be signing any big names. It's not. I mean, to be fair, they're, they're not even a forest. Like you know, at least Forest have got the stadium, they've got the the, the club history, and uh, they've got everything else to go with it. For me, as far as Luton are concerned, they aren't that far ahead of Stoke. Funny enough, you know, in my mind now, whether I know that they were better, they got promoted and all that, but for me, they aren't countries and miles ahead of us. Uh, they've had a couple of good seasons with a good structure behind them, and they deserve to go up. But no, they'll be back down here next season, and we'll we'll, we'll see them again soon.
3: Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'll direct the Luton hatred to yourself. Yeah,
2: no <laughs> when problem. This Come at
3: me. Is, when this podcast hits the airwaves, and, we, and uh, it might be naughty and clip that up, tag in a few Luton sites and uh, watch Twitter
2: <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for that. Appreciate it.
1: Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, folks. I'm
2: Kieran Maguire from the Price of Football podcast. You're listening to every step along the way and enjoy every second of it.
3: Um, Right, somebody else we've been linked to. We spoke last week, Dion Sanderson. Uh, Yet again, another player from Wolves. Uh, Wolves want another. they want 2 million quid for him as well this is must be the standard going rates for a Wolves player 2 million quid yeah. yeah 2 million quid for him 2 million quid for him anyway Birmingham and Stokes they spent the last two seasons at Birmingham on loan and they want signing permanently so he must be doing something right if they you know, they've had him twice on loan and now they want him full time Um, but the Birmingham Live uh, local paper website says this week and I quote Birmingham don't have much room for manoeuvre with regards to FFP and any deals would have to be carefully structured is that opening the door for Stoke to just swoop in and claim this I mean he's he's a young lad he's in his early 20s 2 million quid you know if you develop him enough you know you you, you, could be making these the kind of deals we need to be going with really aren't they he's young still experienced at this level as well and we can what like I say, turn him over, bring him in a couple of years, either develops into a first-team regular with us, hopefully, or we can sell him on, profit, and then we reinvest it back in the team. Whilst we're at this level, these are the kind of players I think we need to be bringing in.
2: Yeah, 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 I agree with you. I think you're right. Two million quid does seem to be the numbers that keep being banded around for all these players. Um, I think we may have touched on, I can't remember now, briefly last week, we've been speaking about that much recently. But, um, yeah, I think we are, I think, a bit more of an attractive club than Birmingham. I know I said last week, you know, it doesn't, we, we we need to remember we are a mid-table club, but yes, yeah, so are they, and that's that's a stretch. Let's be honest. Then they've had a very poor few years. Um, with without my Stoke City blinger glasses on, I would choose Stoke over Birmingham personally. Uh, but you're right. We 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 need some athleticism uh in in the defense uh, i think he'll bring that uh, again he's got good reports he's been in the championship now he understands what it's about if alex thinks he's he's a good sign and he's a good potential um then who are we to argue really uh we, again we've only got so many funds and how many center backs do we need probably this window probably three uh we can't afford to spend any more than that on him. So if he gets into a bidding war, you've probably got to walk away at some point. But uh, yeah, look, I'm, I'm all for it. Again, we need some youth at the back. I mean, Ben Wilmoth, let's not forget about the guy who's already in the door. You know, I know he had a bit of a bad injury, but um, you know, Ben could be brilliant this season. Another young athletic defender next to him, another couple. Uh, it, it could be exactly what we need because how many times this last season have we basically been beaten with a ball over the top and slow defenders i.e. you know uh, Jackie Alka who couldn't keep up stuff like that that potentially would cut down that weakness so yeah all for it
3: okay well it's funny you mentioned Ben Wilmot I love having all these things to talk about because I can segue central Ben Wilmot <laughs> back in training the first day of pre-season training there he was um we were obviously wondering if he'd make it, and yeah, he seems to have done. I, I imagine there's probably a bit of fitness work being done alongside, obviously, the the work that he's doing with the rest of the group. He's probably got his own schedule anti currently? Uh, but yeah, nice to see him out on the grass and uh, with his teammates.
2: Yeah, as I said, I've just probably, as uh, I said, I've nicely give you a segue there. But uh, well, we, we spoke we spoke to Ben. You know, he's a he's a really nice guy. He, people forget as well and people were very quick to forget last season um, you know a couple of mistakes that he that he made if you like it wasn't many actually um, but it, it just felt that People were very quick to go on his back, and he's what is he twenty three? Um, I think something like that. He, he's, he's a young lad either way, and he's still learning. You know, he he still needs a settled defence around him, uh, and he's he's only going to get better. I've got a lot of time for Ben. Uh, you know, again, yes, he's a versatile player. Never a bad thing to have. Um, but I'm a big, big fan of Ben Wilmot. And what did we him for? Was it one and a half million, I think, uh, we, we got him for? And Watford liked him, didn't necessarily want him to go, but it was just, they were a bit too big for the boots, I think, at the times. And they had bigger plans and bigger ideas. Um, we could do ten times worse than Ben Wilmot in the sense of our defence. So, um, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt for me, Ben is what we'll probably build our defence around this season, I think.
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um what about Connor Taylor? Rumours there's quite a lot of League One clubs chasing him. Interested interested in him in varying degrees. Would you let him go out on loan slash permanently? Or you know, would you want to keep him in the building for this season? I suppose at the minute, we can't really let many players go, can we? But if we were to, okay. you know, would you, if someone said to you, you can let Connor Taylor go and you can bring in a replacement, would you do that? Or would you try and bring and develop um, Connor himself?
2: Wow. See, that is such a difficult decision. I would almost argue that even Alex Steele doesn't know the right answer to that question. Um, he, he started well, got injured. From, and again, I'm going off memory here, so please correct me. Started well, got injured, yep. um, got kicked out the team. Other players came in, did a decent job. Eventually kind of came back from injury. Wasn't great. Um A few, you know, silly decisions, loose balls at the back. Um, And then I think Jags got pretty much fit, pretty religiously. And I just think he was a victim of injury and lack of gain up to fitness, lack of gain up to speed. And he almost, I don't know... Maybe we're trying to force him back into the situation too soon, but he just felt a very disjointed season. And um, I think there's a potential player in Connor Taylor. Yeah, I, I really do. I don't think it's it's somebody we should discount at all. Um, it could be another Harry Souter, but I think the fact that. League one teams is what we're talking about here uh, says to me that no other championship club has seen enough of Connor Taylor to think that he's even a suitable loan transfer for them. Not even a, you know, a newly promoted championship team. So would I get rid of him now, right now? Of course, absolutely not. But if we go and get three center backs in the building, um, I suppose you've got to do a short-term loan maybe until January see how he's getting on and then bring him back if we need to uh, but yeah a very weird one with him Dan and very on the fence if I'm honest with you mate
3: you're about championship clubs I don't think Stoke will loan him out to a championship side Um yeah, although we are going to be aspiring to be to the top end of this league, we've seen how tight this division is, and I think come the end of the season, you know, what what we don't want is for him to go be have an absolute storm of somewhere else on loan, and the manager sort of looks a bit shown up don't nunti that this young lad he's turfed him out. Fans have been clamouring for him. No, you're not playing for me you can go play for Sheffield Wednesday whatever and then all of a sudden he's ripping it up with Sheffield Wednesday and they're in the top seven or eight and we're languishing still in 14th 15th because I think that's the kind of thing, things managers like to avoid, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is. But like I said, let's let's see how it goes. Um, I'm going to uh, tweet his agent right now um, and I'm <laughs> going to ask him to uh, to let us know uh, as well. So I'm going to I'm going to tweet him because I think he's the agent of him and Iverson. So I'll drop him a message, see if I can get any inside scoop. down. So leave it with me.
3: <laughs> well, well, he's got about 15 minutes until <laughs> we wrap it
2: up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um,
3: another player who's probably, who is probably well who is almost definitely on the move this summer is Josh Maggi so he is available on a free after he uh, didn't get promoted to Bordeaux now Rangers are supposed to be in for him now they've already got they've already got Jack Butland Dujon Sterling and Rabi Matondo up there Abdallah seem is supposed to be signing this week so are they just like are they, are they got some sort of Stoke recruitment drive going on <laughs> ex-Stoke players it's like a football manager when you sign someone says recommend a sign and they're all like yeah oh yeah, I'll put him at Stoke get him in the door
2: <laughs> yeah uh, we, we do love to do that quite a lot don't we but yeah
3: <laughs> you, would you take him Margie, or are we gonna let him go no. go off to Glasgow?
2: No, no sod him off uh I'm nah, not not interested in that one if I'm honest with you Dan. Uh wasn't not overly impressed by Mm-mm no I, I don't think he's an alex neil striker i really don't I, I, no no uh no uh, you can see i'm kind of i'm back and forward on this one <laughs> i haven't had much time to think about this because I, I i just landed it on me but no I, I don't think so we we he won't be cheap i don't think i know he's free but he won't be cheap on wages and everything else um i think there's other people to go and, and target personally
3: Fair enough. Um, another another Stoke player who's going to be on the move this. So we we'll see another segue. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, is Nathan Collins? Now this lad here, he has had some big transfers for such, for somebody so young. Um, obviously, joined Stoke. That was the biggest of the lot. Uh, since then, obviously, joined Burnley from Stoke for a big fee. Double digits in millions. And then he joined uh, Wolves for, I believe, was it over £20 million? He joined Wolves for last summer?
2: Mm, Yeah.
3: Um, And now he's on the move. Now, Brentford, uh, apparently, I think it's 25 or £26 million, apparently, Brentford have bid for him they look like they're going to complete the deal and you know, what a move that is for into a club that's you know, their recruitment if he's going there their recruitment is top notch so that just tells what kind of player he is into. and obviously going to fit in with their style and everything uh, but if that move looks to be hijacked by none other than Liverpool um, so yeah I mean, I mean you could see when he was at Stoke knew that the guy was going to the very top but I think when you were asking earlier on about why do players join Stoke to see somebody like that and you know, or oh, where did he start out? Came through at Stoke. He just you know, the that damn kind of things, they'll you know, look at how many players have come through at say Southampton's Academy and after four, five, six players all of a sudden do you get that reputation, don't you? Oh, it's a great academy, great academy. Might not produce many players for ten years, but it'll still be oh, it's a great academy. You think of the players who've come through there
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fair point. You are right. You know, Brentford um originally offered twenty million quid for him. It, I think Wolves rejected it if I'm not mistaken then they offered 22 million plus 3 million add-ons and all that um I think Walls definitely were holding out for 25. And I know they, they were saying that you know, the personal terms have been agreed, which obviously won't be difficult because he'll be on a decent wage, but nothing that Brentford can't, can't cover. Um, and then Forrest apparently tried to hijack the deal. But then if Liverpool can call in, um, is he going to go to Liverpool, Brentford or Forrest? I mean, that's not a difficult decision, is it? let's be honest. Um, so, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, you know what, I'd, as you're right, you're rightly pointing that out, Dan. I'd love to see him go to the top because... I guess they're doing the kind of our, our youth recruitment uh, job for them, aren't they? Uh, so, talk about all the players. You know, uh, do I want to sign for you or do I want to sign for, Christ, I don't know, X club in the championships? this long list. So, look at Nathan Collins now. He's now been rated a £40 million pound defender because we helped develop him. Like, it, it, do, it does the job for us, doesn't it? So, yeah, I mean, good luck to him. I don't watch match of the day, but if I did, then I'd like to see him uh, do well.
3: Yeah, and I think as well, it shows a path to young footballers as well, because Manchester United were seriously interested in him when he was at Stoke, and he turned them down to stay at Stoke, didn't he, for another season, and he's gone from Burnley, to Wolves, to Liverpool, all in the space two or three years, and it shows if you are good enough, then you you can do it that way and he's probably going to arrive at an elite club far better situation than if he'd have gone directly from Mount Stoke to Man United as what an 18 year old with half a dozen appearances to his name he's going to arrive now yeah. at Liverpool basically ready to go straight into that first team squad yeah definitely like you say good luck to him um, interesting to see how he develops Um one thing we had last week was obviously Alex Morris joining uh, sort of the uh, the under 21s head coach 20, left crew after 28 years there now Graham McGarry um, obviously, is a regular on this podcast every week during the season. Uh, every podcast, even during the season, he'll be on and giving us a sort of prediction. Uh, many of you will probably know, but in case you don't, he actually has been covering crew for Radio Stoke for a long, long, long time and very large number of years. Um, so he's obviously been, you know, he's seen a lot of people come through at crew. He's probably been there and watched uh, Alex Morris from his beginning at crew right the way through his entire time, I dare say. So this is what he had to say. So he's, you know, he centers this this week on Alex Morris and his views.
1: Hello there, you Stoke City supporters. Hope you're enjoying this lovely weather that we're having throughout the summer. And you're getting all excited now ahead of the new season kicking off. Your fixtures are out, you're plotting the games that you're going to be watching, and you're getting ready to welcome back Alex Neal with his new loop team, his new loop backroom team, and hopefully a better season all round. Well, it's been well documented that Alex Neal has set up a new backroom team and includes, of course, your former favourite, your legend, Ryan Shawcross back in the uh, setup at the Bet365 in that Clayton Wood training ground but also the former Cronisandra manager Alex Morris has joined Alex Neal's backroom team you perhaps might not know too much about Alex Morris but having worked very close with him I've got one or two things to give you some positivity about your new signing Alex is a terrific guy who is right at the top of his coaching level right with top with all his coaching badges and he comes to the football club hungry and excited about the new challenge. He's a dedicated man, he's a man that uh, gives everything to the club that he works and if you look back he'd been at Cran for over 25 years in all capacities and he of course moved up to become the academy manager then he became the assistant manager had a short spell as the f- main manager and came back then to work as a number two with Lee Bell but I can promise you Stoke City fans the last time that you plucked somebody from Coralizanza he didn't do too bad did he in the coaching department (laughs) remember his name Steve Holland Well, I'm going to tip you an early thought Alex Morris, while he will be at Stoke for a few years yet can go right to the top give him a good welcome from everybody who's going to be around him and make him feel comfortable and make him feel wanted and you've got a top man in your coaching department
3: see, so you don't get much more of a glowing endorsement than that, do you, Mike?
1: No,
2: absolutely not. And, and like we said with Alex, he's, he's going to be someone I think is going to... We talk about people going to the top. Again, he could potentially do that. I just hope that we manage to get a few years out of him before he does, um, everyone's got glow reviews of him. Obviously, Graham has. Alex Neal has been raving about him. He's obviously well-respected in football in general. So you don't get a good reputation like that if you, if you don't get your job, let's be honest. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm intrigued to see how he does. Um, he might make the advancement very quickly through our own ranks. Uh, so, um, yeah, again, let's see how it pans out. I don't think we've got this one wrong. I think we've we've probably nailed it. Uh, and again, let's at the same time though hope that this is not an Alex Neal only coach. They have worked together at obviously you know their time interaction with the crew, so it's not too close. But I'm all for I'm all for this one, Dan. Simple as that yeah
3: he's got a massive reputation and like I say crew don't just develop good good players you get the top coaches in as well seeing that with Steve Holland he obviously left crew to come to Stoke as well so hopefully he sticks around a bit longer than Steve Holland did um, and hopefully if he does leave we've got a nice you know, compensation clause in his contract if uh, if Chelsea or the like come sniffing again um, but yeah like I say he's under 21 I think he's a perfect man for that role as well because like I say how many, you, how many young players have come through a crew setup and been integrated into a first team, so now he's the perfect middleman for that. And he knows exactly what's needed to get players ready. Uh, you know for fa- what what the differences are between youth and, and first team football, and how to like say get that passage through and make it as smooth as possible for players. So yeah, perfect man for me. And uh, yeah, good l- Let's um, see what he can do for us. So the last two things, uh, the tick details have been put out for the friendly the pre-season friendlies uh the away ones anyway not the Everton one yet uh but yeah so if you were looking to go to Notts County, Burton, Derby um I think that's all of them isn't it as far as I can remember so if you're looking to go to Notts County, uh, Derby or Burton during July, the ticketing details are available on the website now. Uh, Levante have been confirmed as the opposition when we play just outside of Benidorm on our Spanish camp. Um, so, yeah, that'll be a nice nice game for those little Stokies fans heading over there. And, uh, yeah, we're awaiting ticketing details for the Everton friendly. Uh, so, yes, and one last thing, mate... We've mentioned the away kit comes out this weekend. The new training gear was unveiled when the pre
2: training started this week. Oh, the new sexy oh, training out. gear, mate. Is it sexy? Still thumb big thumbs sexy up, Sexy training gear. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, this, this away top is going to have to be stunning for me not to buy the training top. I like both shades, the one which is lighter and the one that's darker. Um it's about was it thirty five quid I think it is yeah it's a training top that's about right but I am um, you know, I'm all for that like it, it, it's I don't know what it is with those in training tops but they're always decent um, so if that was our away top right now if they announced that and that was our new away top I would absolutely go and get it
3: at least he didn't make him train in the Hawaiian
2: kettle <laughs> they really should they should really force them to you know, suffer. Because I I want to see you in a Hawaiian shirt. So when we go to the Bet365, first home game of the season, um, I'm going to get you to pose. Uh, We're going to set up a TikTok or something like that, and we're going to get you to pose uh, for it. And actually, that's probably one thing we should have mentioned, actually, is maybe a new addition to our background and and our team here. But, um, yeah, as far as uh, Hawaiian shirts, I want want to see you with the Hawaiian shirt, the Hawaiian flip-flops, uh, I don't know if they're doing shorts. I've not seen them yet. Um, but if not, I'll get a pair of white shorts and I'll just throw up all over them. And then that's probably a really, a really good alternative. That's that's
3: unfair to the beautiful range. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll I gladly buy some of this Hawaiian range. I'm going to get the I'm going to get the hat as well. I'm going to get the the bucket hat.
2: <laughs> You're going like a, a you know an English tourist in Benidorm, you are.
3: Well, there's going to be a few of them, actually, that you mentioned,
2: don't they? Yeah, as I say, you're not going to see many of those shirts in the stadium.
3: Yes, I would imagine not. Um, You mentioned there about an addition to the Every Step Along the Way team, Mike. Do you want to give us more?
2: yes I did Um, and for anyone who's been in our Facebook group you won't know this but you might have seen the name quite a lot Uh, so Mr. Tom Maller uh, has uh, joined the team so um, this season you're going to see some new uh, graphics that come out and uh, a few new things that we're going to be doing and uh, just wanted to put it out there that that Tom has been really busy this week he joined the team this week and um, he's been designing some new stuff so Tom you know already mate that you've been doing a great job Uh, can't wait to see what else we're going to do Tom will be on a future pod he's not here to be a kind of co-guest if you like obviously is always welcome but um you know just wanted to to say you know thank you again it shows that you know people who interact in the the facebook groups and the twitter and stuff like that you know look if you've if you've got a particular skill you know you're a videographer or whatever it may be you know drop us a note we're, we're always open to speaking to people we're looking into um potentially an online forum slash blog for people some more written bits as well there's a lot of different things going on and we'll probably reach out for anyone who's a uh, obviously a writer if they want to get involved in that in the coming months but um yeah just want to say tom welcome really good work so far um and uh yeah keep up the uh, the good work mate and welcome to the team
3: ah michael can i ask you something just looking at my twitter feed here and uh It says here, reports an earthquake has hit Stoke-on-Trent 30 minutes ago. <laughs> We've seen it. Houses shake. I haven't felt anything. We've been that deep in recording this podcast, the hot, the, even the earthquakes just just don't affect us, mate. Do we just go on? We don't even notice what's going on. That's, that's what we do. For oh this. yeah.
2: Yeah, I've, I've just I've just seen that. Um, yeah, Cheadle Cheadle <laughs> finally getting wiped off the face of the earth. Got tears in my eyes. Um, and three hundred million pounds worth of improvements have been made. <laughs> I love that. Oh yeah, I did. I didn't feel a thing.
3: I see, uh, at M Swift ninety four on Twitter, the earthquake in Stoke was just Ricky Martin moving the transfer war chest around.
2: <laughs> well, I wish you bloody open it up. Never mind, move it around. <laughs>
3: Uh, yes brilliant um, yeah <laughs> is it um, Wayne, Adam, Wayne underscore Adams 83 it was either an earthquake or Peter Coates' transfer Wong.
2: yeah um, there's going to be more coming out but it's probably a good point to leave it I think <laughs> yes
3: um, yes so any anything else you want to add Matt?
2: Um, no although well, the missus has literally just messaged me and said did you feel the house shake earlier <laughs> um, i so i mean I'll be honest i don't know why she's putting our personal lives into this i mean uh, oceans <laughs> the earthquake so, sorry um but but no, uh, no <laughs> not nothing else i w- i wish to add uh i really hope that next time we release a podcast that is a few transfers to talk about um and i just say for anyone who we're not going to give away what it is but for anybody who um is on twitter and also anyone's actually the facebook stuff will announce it on there but we're going to be doing something extra so just make sure you follow us on twitter or the facebook group please and uh, yeah you'll find out what that is
3: yes keep your eyes peeled especially you on twitter yeah.
2: Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, I'll let you uh, s- sing us out if you wish, Dan. Although, uh, actually, no, don't sing, please.
3: No, I was just going to say, what, what are we taking the requests? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, only, only the request for you not to sing, to be honest, but... Um...
3: Yeah. So it looks like Kevin Wim has just landed back in Stoke-on-Trent
2: <laughs> <laughs> These are going to go on for hours Anyway, yeah uh, I think we're just back normal time on Friday next week, aren't we?
3: We are, unless, unless there's a flurry of signings and we may, you may hear our dulcet tones between now and then
2: if, if we see fit Lovely, well, mate, as always thank you very much for joining me, I appreciate it
3: Thank you for having an hour of your time, Michael. And thank you, listeners, for giving us an hour of your time. See you next week.
0: Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.